Hey, this is Tyler Crook, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. What does Wanda and Daredevil have in common? They both lost their vision. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. Casting director, this movie forgot to hire one. <laughs> That's my main beef with this movie is I feel like every character is casted incorrectly except <laughs> except for his like sidekick lawyer. Huh. Like everyone else is like not good. Like Ben Affleck was a terrible choice, I think. <laughs> and nobody brushed his hair for the entire movie. <laughs> Which is like such an off putting thing when the rest of his life is so in like meticulously put together. <laughs> Like, everything in his life is, like, you could tell he has it down to a science because he's blind. Except for, like, running a comb through his hair. (laughs) And he's a lawyer. (laughs) And, like, go back and look at it. It is disheveled. (laughs) Like, it is bad. And I'm like, why would it be like that if, like, he's, like, has folding his money down to a science and, like... You don't think Mark O'Clock Duncan plays a good Fisk? Uh, no. Good kingpin? I mean, he's big. <laughs> and I, I have no problem with, like, Fisk being black or white. I just think he he so overacts it in the few scenes that he's in. I mean, basically, the kingpin was played by a cigar in this movie. Right. Because that's all he's doing in every scene. Is just And he's just, like, telling people he's going to murder them. He's like, you're about to die. I'm going to kill your kid. Do you think that this was a play for... Like, look at all the giant actors we have. Because, I mean, you're looking at Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garden, Michael Clark Duncan, Chris Colin Garden? Farrell, <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, John was, Favreau. I think it was, but a lot of these weren't that big of actors at the time. Like, John Favreau wasn't that big at the time. He wasn't, he is now, but I mean, I feel and like elect- those the girl who top four wasn't that big at the time. You don't think so? No. Let's she, take a look. Has she ever really been big? I mean, yeah, I feel like She's if you're like, who's Jennifer of Garner, there, a lot of people are going to be like, I know who that is. Yeah, but I don't, I don't consider her like a big name. <laughs> this didn't help her. <laughs> they doubled down and gave her her own movie, too. I didn't understand that. And Mr. Magoo, uh, she was in that in 1997. Yeah. Uh, she was in Dude, Where's My Car in 2000. That was a big movie. Uh, uh, even then, I don't know if that was that big of a movie. Pearl Harbor. Uh, in 2001, that was a big movie. Uh, Catch Me If You Can in 2002, that was a big movie. I mean, well, she these are, a, are these after Daredevil? No, no, no. The, uh, Daredevil was 2003. So she had at least one, two, three, four decently sized so, movies before this. Dude, where's my car? <clears throat> is like, there are fans who like it, but I'm pretty sure it was like a critical failure across the board. Uh, 13 million, it made 73 and a half million. I'm not so. talking about financially. I'm talking about like people liking it. But I mean, at least for the for the for the people who went and saw it. But let's and even check financially, it out. that's not great. They just didn't cost much to for make. 2000. That was probably pretty good. <laughs> Seventy million? I don't know. That's, that's not a, probably that's not pretty good. good. Fucking Halo costs more money to make. Well, yeah, but it's we're now. <laughs> we're it's now. I mean, it made what four times what its budget was. Ain't well, just not, the box office. I'm not saying it didn't do well for its budget. I'm just saying its budget was small. Well, yeah, but I I feel like that might have been a big budget for the time. Let's see here. Dude, where's my car? Has a uh, why the fuck isn't it reviewed? I feel like this movie was not well loved. And I like dumb movies, and this movie is only like, meh. There are some things in that movie that are hilarious, but it's mostly meh. It's weird, because it doesn't have a score. I don't understand that. It's so bad. It wasn't giving a score. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, here we go. Maybe I was just looking at reviews. It's got a 17% critic score and a 47% Yeah, I knew score. that this movie was not loved. And Pearl Harbor is, is not good either. But it was a, a bigger movie. I mean, so was Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can is a good movie. But it's not good because Jennifer Gardner's in it. No, but I mean, we're just talking about big movies that she was in. I'm not saying that any one movie is good because she's in it. But that's what Pearl makes Harbor's her, got a sixty-six percent audience score. That's what makes her a big actress, though. Is like if she's at least one of the main characters. Of she, I think she is one of the main characters in the movie. Of Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I don't even remember her being in it. I mean, either. <laughs> Catch Me If You Can. So sixty-six percent for Pearl Harbor. That wasn't that bad. Um, and then Catch Me If You Can has an eighty-nine percent audience hey, score. Catch Me If You Can's a good movie. Ninety-six <clears> percent. <throat> Let's see. What does it tell me about the cast? She plays Cheryl Ann. I don't. I don't remember this movie enough. But I mean, she she was in at least four movies that did really well at the box office. So I feel like that's a okay. She's been in good movies. I'm not saying that's she a was, power play. Yeah, I'm not saying she was a nothing actress. I'm just saying I don't think she was like a big name. I think for the time coming off of the heels of of Catch Me If You Can and Pearl Harbor, she probably was a pretty sought after actress. All right. I don't. I don't remember these other things. Destructing Harry, deconstructing Harry, Washington Square, uh, nineteen ninety nine, Stealing Times. Those are the other movies she was in leading up to two thousand three. But well, I don't know those movies. Regardless of if she was sought after or not, she didn't do it. <laughs> Colin <But> I- <laughs> Farrell is the worst bad guy of any uh, comic book movie today. Michael Clark Duncan, like I said, could have just been a floating cigar as far as I'm concerned. Especially the scene where he's like, send the guards home, I'm from the streets, <laughs> and then gets his ass kicked. So, we, I haven't, uh, I don't even know if I've announced what we're talking about. Obviously, <laughs> obviously we're talking about 2003's Daredevil. Um, it's an American superhero film written and directed by Mark Steven Johnson. <clears throat> it's based on the Marvel comic superhero of the same name. The film stars Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock, a blind lawyer who fights for justice in the courtroom and on the streets of New York as the masked vigilante Daredevil. Um, this also. This was made for $78 million and it made $179 million. So it, it made good money. Let's yeah, see. I, I remember <clears throat> it being, like, at the time, it being, like, a very big, like, deal. Right. For, like, five weeks until everybody <laughs> saw it. And they were like, what is going on in this show, in this movie? It's got a 43% critic score and a 35% audience score with more than 250,000 ratings. Yeah, it's so, not a good movie. It is not well liked. Um, like I said, the director's cut. Wait, wait, you guys weren't here when I talked about all that. Is better than the original. There's more courtroom scenes, which is kind of part of his deal. I don't know. It's just it's better. Hmm. I feel like so many things are just so cheesy in the I, sh- in the movie. I saw it on TV. It, I just happened to be channel surfing and I was like, ah, I'll leave it here. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he's borderline rapey too. <laughs> like the at the beginning, like she's like, leave me alone. He's like, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna follow her. And then he finds her and she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna grab her without like. Without her wanting this. And then she's like, let me go. And he's like, no, I'm not letting you go. And it's like, this is just basically like stalking and assault <laughs> at this point. Like, this lawyer could go to jail. <laughs> and it ends with them fighting and then her being impressed. I'm like, that's not how this goes. You never know, bro. Could. I don't know what happens with ninjas. 
I, I think 90% of the time this ends up with him being arrested. <laughs> and Daredevil like just mercilessly kills people in this movie. Like I don't remember that being a part of Daredevil's. I mean, see, I don't Daredevil's know much not Daredevil. Always the goody two shoes that they make him out to be in the Netflix show, right? But I mean. Uh, there's not too many parts of my memory comic book wise where he's like, I'm going to throw a bad guy on the train tracks and watch him get run over. There's probably not too many good guys that do that anyways in the comic book. I don't think you can be called a good guy anymore. It's like, it's throw you on the track. Not only did I murder you, I, you know, gave an entire train full of people PTSD for the rest of their life. Probably derailed the train. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Favreau played your favorite part. You said that your favorite part was when with was Foggy. Uh, yeah, his, he's, his he's a good Foggy. <laughs> there's rumors that uh, I know we're straying away from this terrible movie, but there's move, there's rumors that uh, Daredevil and Kingpin will show back up in Echo, uh, which is I'm assuming supposed to come out next year. If I had to guess, Echo. Uh huh. The so <clears throat> uh, Echo. Um, you know who Echo is. She was the she was the uh, the bad assassin turned good assassin in Hawkeye. But they're making like an Echo show. She's ma- she's got a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, know she's that. got a spinoff coming, um, and supposedly they're both going to be appearing in that spinoff. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't aware that they were making that show. I know a lot of people were hoping that Daredevil would end up in Moon Knight, but I've pretty much read that that's not happening. <laughs> <clears throat> I have read. I think that it's like a, a a minor possibility that Disney just renews the show. Renews which show? The Daredevil show. I've I I heard something about how they it, they essentially came out and said that it was canon or something. Yeah. Um. Just recently. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I read that it's like it's just po- like it's possible for them to do it, or if they were thinking about doing it. I mean, I it is possible. possible. The rights have come back to them. That's why all the shits on Disney Plus now. Yeah. So I mean, it's their baby again. I don't know why it wouldn't be possible for them to just well, season five. I think it was four or five. Uh, I think before. I don't know why they couldn't. I don't know, I don't if know they why they will. will. I'm pretty sure the first three seasons were like all like critically like a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only the, <laughs> the two shows that weren't very critically good were were Jessica, uh, Jessica Jones and yeah. Iron Fist. Those were the two that got the most flack. But I think the others were were really well liked. Yeah, one's because it's bad, and the other one's because it's just like the most boring superhero <laughs> show ever. I don't know the distinction. I don't know which one you're talking Jess, about. Jessica Jones is boring. Okay, all right. It's like for a superhero show, like a chick who just walks around all the time. She's very detective-y. Yeah, and that was okay, but it just, I don't know. I feel like they just didn't do her. I don't know if Jessica Jones comic books. So. I don't either, but I'm just, if you're super strong and like nigh invincible... I know you probably use it every once in a while. <laughs> she did. Minutes per episode. Most of the episode is her sleuthing. She's detectiving. Which yeah. is cool, but like when you can like I can sleuth this out for a week or I can just throw this guy through a wall and get an answer. I'm pretty sure you're just throwing that guy through a wall every once in a while. She didn't do a lot of that. I think her And then Iron Fist didn't spend too much time being like hipster. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster fist. I think her seasons are too bogged down in how she got to be who she is now, and trying to build that her 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 uh, yes. what they call that her her, her, her origin story yeah. yeah backwards. And so I think it got bogged down with that weight, especially in the second season because it's all about her mom, I believe, which, if I remember correctly, which is. <clears throat> 
unforgivable because it's what the entire first season is about. <laughs> so it it is. It gets. I mean, if you're going to tell a cool, if you want to tell an origin story and just sprinkle it through three yeah. seasons, fine, do that. But I mean, the two, the first two seasons especially are very, very heavy on what, how she is, who she is. I feel like the only <laughs> way you can do that is if the character doesn't have any memory. Like if you have like a weird amnesia story right then okay then the entire show can be about figuring out who they are i like daredevil's way of doing it in that it wasn't much of a it wasn't much of an origin but it was like a okay we like we he, they told his origin very quickly in the first few episodes yeah but then like uh electra comes in and you just assume he's known her from his past they don't really yeah. too, dive too much into it you just all right they they were lovers at some point it sounds like and cool to. now they're killing people yeah <laughs> <laughs> because that's how the I like shows and movies that are like practically scripted. Like that's how real life works. Like I know you. If I come over one day and there's someone here, I'm not like, all right, stop everything. <laughs> Four hour explanation of how you guys got to know each other. It's like, no, I don't. I don't need to know that. Right, right. I assume you knew each other before I got here when we were going forward. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> It's just uh, shows are weird. Like writing is weird, <laughs> and I get it's on purpose because I feel well. I feel like it's lazy. Like I, did, I feel like it is too. TV is like a lot lazy where they're just like a uh, filler episode. Now, Electra's backstory. It's like well, I don't care. <laughs> Electra's not an interesting character. She is in the comics. The for the movie and the TV show I haven't really done that yet. But I mean, even if she was interesting, you don't I, you make her interesting for where we're at now in the story, not for what happened to her in the past. You know, I don't, I don't like you said, I don't need to know those intimate details. You can tell those details little, little, little here through three seasons. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Regardless, uh, regardless, Daredevil thumbs down is that. <laughs> We're not very deep into it. We don't generally talk about a lot about the things we don't like. Uh, <laughs> the The acting is not good. I mean, the... It's overacting. The fighting looks okay. Bullseye is so bad. The part where he kicks out the stained glass window and is like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> it looks so silly. The CGI is... I, I feel like... Where you're when you're making a show, you just have to like. I feel like as a director, I, dude, I feel like I could make exceptionally good shows because like <laughs> it just seems so common sense to me to go like our technology doesn't exist to do this yet, so let's just not do this. Like he's gonna catch a stack of falling stained glass window, both of which the two stacks in his hand look bigger than the window that he kicked <laughs> out, and then he's gonna like. Spin move, throw them like they're stacks of pancakes. <laughs> and not to mention, they're like, each of them are like a foot tall. But somehow when he throws them, really only like eight pieces of glass fly. And Daredevil does like two backflips <laughs> and evades them. Where he could have just stepped to the side. Daredevil, like I guess, is like a parkour expert. <laughs> he just feels the need to bust out these like random backflips for no reason. He loves. I mean, I feel like ninjas love doing extra moves. Did you ever for see that. Troy? The movie Troy. A uh, long time ago. So when it first came out, Troy has exceptionally good fight scenes, and the reason is because it's just straightforward fight scenes, right? Like there's a part where Hector and um, Brad Pitt's character. God, I should know that name. I don't know. It's the main fighting guy in the movie. <laughs> 
I don't know their names. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, but it's also like an epic story. <laughs> we should both know this character's name. It's just history. Achilles. Hector and Achilles is fighting. And it's like, in the fight scene, like Hector will slash at Achilles' leg, and he'll just lift his leg. Like, it just makes sense. Right. Like, Achilles is, like, storming the beach, and someone fires a bow and arrow from behind him, and he throws his shield around his back because it's, like, strapped to his body, right. and it stops the bow. Like, there's no, like, it's coming, and he's like, mm, sixty backflip. <laughs> it's just like... And during the fight scene, the fight scene ends up looking amazing, I think, because, like, it's practical, but right. they're still really good at fighting. So it still looks really badass. <laughs> I think a lot of shows could, like, take that to heart. Like, huh. Daredevil's not a super – he's not – he doesn't have powers. He's a Batman. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> right. Just a dude. Oh, he's exceptionally strong, no, he's though not. it's implied. No, it's- no he, the only thing he has is, like, perception because he's blind. That's huh. it. He has no super strength. Like, it seems very implied. He's very well trained as like fighting. Right. But he the only thing he can do is he's like very he has no fear, so all the like leaping around on buildings and stuff is like supposed to be like a byproduct of that. Right. But there's no extra strength or anything. So he's not a Spider Man. Came out in two thousand what I say three, I think is what I said. Two thousand three. I was going to ask if you thought that this was a product of superheroes movies of the time being very goofy and being very kind of over over the top like Are a they? comic booky so that's i don't that's what i was going to ask but so the only other one i can think hellboy, of at the time is hellboy and blade hellboy came out in 2004 well blade came out in the 90s so i was just looking at early 2000s yeah. but blade is a great example of something that is taking taken real serious and done really well but i meant like blade <clears> 3 like cuz blade 3 i feel like came out around this time too and they went like super it hokey with it as well uh but hellboy was only a year later and i don't think that's i mean it's hokey but it's not like Hellboy Over is, hokey, Hellboy I don't is think. good. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's bad about Hellboy is that the love interest in the Hellboy comics is not really a thing, and Hellboy is not some like depressed love puppy <laughs> in the comics. He's just like Joe Schmo, rude, doesn't right. really give a crap. Right. And so like I don't feel like they portrayed his character great, but you seem to like have to have some kind of love interest in the movie, so I didn't hate it. Uh, that was number ten. These are the top tens for that time. Uh, X Men Two came out in two thousand three. I don't think that was. Um, hokey. I don't think that was hokey. Um, Watchmen came out a little later. It came out in two thousand nine. That was definitely not hokey. Uh, Spider Man came out in two thousand two. <clears throat> Green Goblin was a little hokey, but otherwise, I think it was treated pretty okay. I was treated more seriously. Just right. Defoe can just be an overactor sometimes. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man came out in 2008. Uh, Spider-Man 2 came out in 2004. Batman Begins came out in 05. Uh, v for Vendetta, 05. The Incredibles came out in 04. And then the number one on this list is The Dark Knight, and it came out in 2008. So, so there's a g- big group of superhero films that are treated way more serious. And I think come that's across a by, probably a byproduct of what Daredevil <clears throat> didn't do correct here. Right. Where they were like, oh, It oh, seems that. very comic booky. That, it seems like they were like, you know, we're just going to throw up these pages onto the movie. That's screen. the thing, though. It's not. It's There is no run <clears throat> of Daredevil that is like this. Huh. Daredevil is a very serious character, except for in the comic book that we read. We'll talk about later. that's just like a product of 80s comic books. Right. But, yeah, like he's not – I don't know. He, he is a lawyer. I mean, they got that right. <laughs> He's blind. Uh, 
and he wears suits sometimes. But besides He's that, got a relationship with Electra. Yeah. <laughs> Which is based on more than a rapey encounter <laughs> that leads to a fight scene. And then all of a sudden they are like in love. <laughs> like there's no middle ground there. I mean, even the Incredibles coming in at number two on this list, even an animated superhero movie that you would assume is going to be a little bit more hokey is hokey, but is treated more serious than a stacked cast movie that came out a year beforehand. Yeah. It's because they spent all their money on the cast and forgot (laughs) to hire writers. And like, I really don't feel like daredevil to me is a product of people who don't know what they're making. And it's just like, I guarantee you this just was treated like any other Hollywood movie, right? The script came, they hired some people who don't know daredevil don't care about Daredevil, which is fine. You don't have to, but like, but like, again, if you're, if you're jumping into a world that already has a fan base, like it makes a little bit of sense to at least like, look at what the source material is and read them. That's why I feel like there's like this huge thing with a. I don't buy it. Like every actor now who's in a comic book movie is like, I've loved these characters, and I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> but what a lot of them do, from my understanding, and which I think is well appreciated by fans, is a lot of them will go pick up the comic books and right. read them. There's been a lot of like photos of yeah. like Doctor. Sh- I can't remember what his real name in real life is. <laughs> Um, but the guy who plays Doctor Strange has been photographed in comic book stores, like carrying stacks of yeah. of Doctor Strange books. Like they're like at least looking at it, like how their character has evolved, you know, right. what I mean? so they can play it. And that's all you need to do as an actor to me. You don't have to have liked the character your entire life. Like, well, it's just like anything else. If you're gonna play, yeah. if you're gonna do a play on King Henry, you're probably gonna go see what you know what that involves, how, what yeah. other plays have happened. That's it's just a part of being an actor. I feel like I would hope so, <laughs> but. In this movie, I felt like nobody cared. <laughs> Especially Colin Fair. I don't know what he was doing. I'm going to throw paper clips at people. So this is... <laughs> so did um, Chronicles of Riddick come out before this movie? Oh, geez. I don't know. Are we treating that as a superhero film? Is that is that I what mean, you're getting at? It basically is. It just doesn't have a comic book. <laughs> I mean, it probably does by now. It didn't at the time. 2004, one year after. Okay. Because... Chronicles Rook's also not that great of a movie, but it has the scene where he's like, I'm going to kill you with this coffee cup. And I thought that was very similar to the paperclip <laughs> thing. Except it was done much better in Chronicles of the Ring. <laughs> the paperclip scene is so stupid. He's not a good bad guy. Yeah, at least not in that movie. Even Colin Farrell is an like, awful bad guy. Miss. I'm like, he didn't really make, he just moved. That's not the same thing as you missing. <laughs> like, you would have hit him if he stood there and took it, but he didn't. <laughs> Because people can do that in real life. They can move out of the way. <laughs> Especially when you're a Are mile. You sure? You're a mile away when you throw it. <laughs> oh, here's the other stupid part about this movie. Daredevil just walks around with his Daredevil stick all the time. <laughs> and people who have been investigating him for years take that long to figure it out. I would have figured it out pretty damn quick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, your blind stick looks a lot like the Daredevil stick. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so... I will credit this movie with what I think is the beginning of something that we now kind of hold as very special, which is the MCU. Um, Because it comes five years prior to Iron Man. So my guess is that Jon Favreau jumped from Daredevil because it obviously takes two or three years to develop a movie. This movie set the MCU back five years. (laughs) It probably did. (laughs) 
people were like, I don't know, he was in that fucking Daredevil movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, I feel like it sparked his because John Favreau touches everything that's in the MCU at this point. Yeah, and so I feel like it sparked his it, love maybe for hero movies, even though this was not a good sure. hero movie because uh, it feels like he jumped from Daredevil with maybe a one or two year gap into Iron Man and was Probably. like, "Fuck you, I'm doing this better." And so, oh yeah, I mean, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> far more, far more better, far more better done. So I, I, that's a that's a cool thing that came out of it. But I think overall, we're I'm we're probably both giving this a thumbs down. If I had to guess, I I feel like the only time, like I just ha- happened to randomly was just like, all right, it's on, I'll watch it. But I feel like this is one of those movies you watch with a bunch of people, and you're like, ah, that's funny because it's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, and I'm giving it a lot of shit. It's probably still in the 60% to me. Like, it's not like an epically terrible movie. It's just nothing in the movie feels like it clicks. And, yeah, it's, yeah, for all the reasons we said. (laughs) And Kingpin was done bad. Yeah. The Kingpin's not a bad guy that you wrap up in one movie either. Hmm. Like, the Kingpin is like a behind-the-scenes player. Like, in this movie, in all honesty, if you were, like, really giving out a Daredevil line and you wanted to make multiple movies and kind of have a franchise you would probably only hear his name a few times right because he is like a background he's like the thanos of regular people yeah it's like (laughs) he's not just a dude who's like you just go after him and kick his ass in the first movie (laughs) that's not what this is the show did such a better job with him right his character um he's a little more weird in the show but he very much is like this epic bad guy who it takes Daredevil the whole entire season right to like put away and even <laughs> then he kind of just gets out cuz he's kingpin <laughs> <laughs> i mean he gets i mean they stole it from the comic books which is really cool yeah. but in the in the hawkeye show he gets shot in the face and he's still going to be okay like you you expect that from kingpin somehow he's this fucking massive dude with like super strong bones or some shit like i don't well, know he's just like a he's not super in any <laughs> he's way. not no no he's, he's just, just really huge. strong yeah and they should have just got a strong man to play his character like i think mark michael Clark duncan is like a good actor but in the comics he is fat which i think they should have made him fat but he's also turbo strong right he's just like muscle not fat but, like, those people really exist. Like, when oh, you yeah. watch that Strongman show, there's, like, ten of them on the screen. They're like, <laughs> they look like big fat dudes, but they're, like, epically strong. <laughs> and I don't think that you can replicate that physical – like, he probably should have been a wrestler, in my opinion. Because, like I said, like, in the zombie – what was the zombie movie with Batista? Uh, the heist movie you're talking about. Yeah. Um, fuck, I can't remember it either. When he's, like, slamming people to the ground or throwing people around – there's a physicality to him that I don't think you can, um, I don't think you can act that. Right. Army like, of the Dead. I think that only comes from someone who does that all the time. Right. And so, like, you would have got that, I think, had you picked like a really big wrestler or something out of the fight scene, as opposed to like a good actor who's just big. I I think that the cool thing about Daredevil in the or, or Kingpin in the Daredevil series is that he doesn't. He doesn't really do – I mean, he has his fight scenes. He's got a cool fight scene with the Punisher. Yeah. Um, but it, it I, I, he fights exactly like I think he would fight. It's just a big dude who's taking a lot of damage, but he's way bigger than you. Yeah. So he, he, can, he slams Punisher every once in a while, but it doesn't look 
fucking weird. It doesn't look no. like he's got weird acrobatics or weird like weird extra strength. Like it just yeah. it just looks like he's a big dude and he's kicking your ass. Yeah. <clears throat> and I I liked that about him in this. He is weird though. He's a weird actor. Yeah, it's the show did him better. It's not quite what I expect from like the Kingpin, but the Daredevil show is still obviously really good. But I mean, I don't know, we're just going back and forth. It's yeah, Foggy's the only good character in the Daredevil. <laughs> we could have a Foggy show. I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I, I I feel like we give this iteration more of a thumbs down than we than we would give it a thumbs up. You should probably still go watch it. Yeah, if you have not watched it, I would say it's like a, a thumbs slightly below middle. Right. It's not like all, not the way, all the way it's down. Not all the way down. Right. There are still good parts in it. The director's cut is ten percent better, at least. All right. If you want to watch a better movie. <laughs> That's a good amount better to watch something. Yeah. But, all right, well, go check it out. Go watch it if you have not watched it since 2003. Maybe you don't even know it exists because Daredevil did it better. Um, but TOTOB.com, all our social media is there. All the new episodes are coming out there. YouTube.com slash Thinking Outside the Long Box. Go check out all our videos. Um, until next time, I've been Juan. I'm Doyle. And we will catch you later. Bye. Isn't it weird that there are adults who like weren't who were barely being born this year? This movie came out. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> it's like people are are, are birthing adults. <laughs> like they're like nineteen year olds. Like that came out when this movie 2013. came out. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. You're old. It's super weird. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!